Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame Surfboard and Carta. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, tubular. It's it's, it's a great name, bro. Yeah. Gonna hang ten. I guess. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I don't either. It's something that surfers say. Yeah. I don't know if it's like they're they're hanging something. I don't know what hang ten means. That's, That's a good question. So, uh... You made me watch a movie. I did. Yes. Indeed, I did. And um, it was called Gone to Maui. Oh, it boy. Was. Yes. It was. It was a 1999 made-for-TV movie. I don't know what station it aired on. or I mean, not station, but like a network or whatever. Directed by Robert C. Thomas, who has directed a lot of TV, everything from the Marca Zorro to the Paper Chase to... He was actually a producer on the movie, The Paper Chase, as well. Yeah, not a lot of... Uh, oh, these are his producer credits. I'm sorry. His director credits. Gone to Maui was his last credit. <laughs> I don't know if he died or if this killed his career or what, because there's not really much information here about him. Blonde saw was gone yes. to Maui. Yes. <laughs> he directed a TV movie called The Marca Zorro. He uh, directed a TV movie about Abbott and Costello called Bud and Lou, like a biopic of them or something. And uh, directed uh, some, or he produced that. I'm sorry. He produ- produced uh, Bud and Lou. Oh, and he directed it. Sorry. He also like directed some episodes of Dynasty, Fantasy Island, Hill Street Blues, Magnum P.I., The Greatest American Hero, which was one of my favorites as a kid. Prior to this, the last thing he directed was one episode of Silk Stalkings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so that's our director. Yeah. And then we have the writing credits are C. Michael Foster and Peter Trunk. <laughs> C. Michael Foster, only thing he's ever done was this movie. Okay. And uh, Peter Trunk, he... Uh, he acted in two movies, and then which in, which includes he's a tourist in this movie, and he was a uh, played the media in the movie Volcano. That's about all he's done. Um, good movie Volcano. And and we have we have starring here Pat Morita, known as Mr. Miyagi, and uh, known for Happy Days and other various projects over the years as Mr. Ono. Then we have Caesar Lopapa as Francisco. How do you say his name? Pen Panolo. I think he called it yeah Paniolo or Paniolo. Yeah, Yolo Pantanal. And then we have Lars Van Saldren. Saldern, I'm sorry, not Dren. Saldern as 
Michael Mickey Summer. We have uh, Miriam Falali as Sharifa. Roland Kickinger as Schultz. The <laughs> fact about him is he uh, played a young Arnold Schwarzenegger in the in the movie. I think it's called Run Arnold Run or something, where he's it's about him running for governor. And wow. it, but, but then like his younger years as well. Oh, see Arnold Run. That's what it's called. See Arnold Run. And then he uh, he also played the body double of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie Terminator Salvation. They had they had like scenes that took place in 1984 in that movie, and they digitally imposed Arnold's face onto his body. Interesting. I wonder if the see Arnold Run was that also kind of a play on because wasn't he in a movie called Running Man or something like that? Arnold, Arnold maybe I don't know. It might have been something with that. Yeah, okay. he, but he played the Arnold Schwarzenegger from 1973. There was another okay. act, another actor. I kind of want to find this movie. It's an hour and a half movie. A look at the life of Arnold Schwarzenegger from his early days as a bodybuilder up until his successful campaign for governor of California. Hmm. Yeah, there's another guy named yeah. Jurgen Prochnow played him as had played uh, the older Arnold. So, anyways, but yeah, this guy's actually been in a lot of uh, a lot of things, also including Shasta McNasty, the TV series, which I've heard is uh, I, I think that's the one that, according to uh, according to Scott Adams of Dilbert fame, is the worst television show that ever existed mm. because it, he said it it helped kill his uh, animated Dilbert. Wow. Yeah. Anywho, there's a bunch of other people in here that pretty much this is the only thing they've done. Yeah. Like all the other actors, we have we have Deva. Uh, send send a royal I don't know S- S- sendar sendaro as sergeant Wolinski the uh female cop in the movie Matthew Quinnett as Officer Daniels, the male cop in the movie. Paul Germain Brown is Bernard, one of the bad guys, and Chris Rose is McRoy, the other bad guy. And then a bunch, and then a bunch of random people, including uh, James Kimo Apana as himself as the mayor of Maui. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, they actually got the real mayor in the movie. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. So initial thoughts on this uh, cinematic masterpiece. Um, I know I say this a lot, and every time I say it, it's the truth. So it's kind of hard, you know, to. Uh, to trust me on this, but I honestly and genuinely think this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I, and that yeah. a lot of movies. That's probably thousands of movies. Yeah, I for sure will say it's up there with mine. I mean, there there may be worse ones that I can't think of, but in recent memory, this is definitely the worst movie I've seen. It's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. It is wild um a movie for a movie to be this bad and this consistently bad and almost like intentionally bad at, at times where you can see an obvious point where a scene should be edited so it's not taking up too much time yeah and then they get piling it on where it's like okay clearly this conversation's over so let's move on to the next scene and then it's like oh by the way like Oh yeah. Oh okay. See you later. All right. Bye. And then it's like, oh, one more thing. It's like, oh my god. Like, see, it's a, move it, on. The, like, the movie's exactly an hour and a half long. Yeah. And um, I'm thinking that maybe they had to fill that exact time frame for a television. Yeah, type, probably time slot of some sort when it came out because I can't find any more info on this movie. There's no info. I'm I'm gonna write probably the very first review of this movie online. But man, this movie. I mean, I wrote shit ton of notes on this movie yeah it's probably i probably want the most notes of any movie we've reviewed like i watched the movie first you know just on its own and then the next day i watched it just for the sake of taking notes i would even pause here and there if I, my note taking was lagging with the scene yeah i'd literally pause so the movie's an hour and a half it probably took me about three hours in total to watch it because i had to pause and write some notes and move on to the next thing and i mean so i dedicated a lot to this movie probably more dedication than the actual people who made the movie did so 
I, I'd agree. Yeah, the uh, there's only like one review I can find online, and that's a user review on the Internet Movie Database. Mm -hmm. It's a one-star review. Spoiler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, what happens in this movie, if you want to call it a movie? Yeah. Okay, so the movie begins with um, three or four characters that we never see at all for the rest of the film and we don't know who these people are um so right there kind of just set the tone for what you should expect with this movie so it's this drug kingpin nameless um you know he's wearing sunglasses and shit i think and he's talking about you know his drug business and how great it is and one of his um employees they're like by the way they're all like really hot women and i don't know what they are to him if they're like his henchmen or henchwomen rather or advisors who knows and they're like oh well are you gonna really give him his half and the guy's like a deal is a deal so it's like okay we got like an honest drug dealer here like okay guy's gonna pay half the money you know to his partner even though you know he might want the rest of the money for himself like okay that's kind of cool but no she's like oh well i'll fix that or whatever and then she calls the island police and you know gives them a tip that there's gonna be you know i don't know a helicopter landing in like a sugarcane field you know or something like that so basically they can go search his helicopter and like arrest him or whatever i'm like okay that's kind of a weird way to start the movie where your boss is more honest and fair dealing than you are, which is kind of weird because, you know, he's boss. But all right. And then um, it, it doesn't make any sense to have these characters in the movie. No, it doesn't. And uh, Not it, I mean, it, it would if they would have gone back to them in some way, like had a scene between the henchmen on the island and uh, the bad guy from the first scene on the phone to them or something going on of some sort or having the bad guy be arrested and sent to jail or something or whatever at the end of the movie but no there's no nothing nothing no and they don't even mention this guy's name later on we learn his name is mccroy and he's one of the bad guys but there's no mention of who this guy was and then we get the intro and some stupid song and maybe the song's all right but then like the the, the song wanted to be a bob marley song so bad yeah like you know like hey man we're an island time bro you know that type of thing yeah. and um you know just a dumb montage of people at the beach. For some reason, they make a big deal of fat people at the beach. Like, haha, isn't that funny? There's fat people at the beach. Isn't that gross and stupid? Ha ha ha. You know, that was kind of the joke, I guess, if you want to call it a joke. Just being mean spirited about people's, you know, weight and stuff. I don't know. It's top, top, top caliber uh, 1999 humor. Oh, yeah, totally. And then um, we get um, these two women are sunbathing just checking out the guys in you know the water one of them's named sharifa she's a main character in the movie i she's with the blonde friend i don't know if they ever even said her name and i'm not sure. no and she's only in this scene right she's she's her friend and um she's checking out this this guy named michael mickey summers who's a windsurfer instructor and then this ben stiller lookalike named Anyalo um proceeds to sexually harass the two women at the beach after you know, trying to monologue about how surfers are better than windsurfers, which I don't know what why that was a thing or whatever. Well, that, that's that's a that's a common known thing. You know, didn't you know that? Oh, really? No, <laughs> I didn't know that. Maybe in Maui, it's like a, a like a battle, like oh, windsurfers versus surfers, bro. Whatever. I don't know. And then, um, obviously, Sharifa is uninterested in this. This Ben Stiller look likes advances. He tries to, you know, I mean, obviously, he's not reading the room, or he just doesn't care. And so then he tries to teach her a surf lesson, even though she has not said that she wants anything to do with that. 
And then he tries to apply a copious amount of suntan lotion on her, like his hand is completely full of suntan lotion. And then she's like, oh, no, that's all right. I got to go to work and puts on her shorts. The whole time she's putting on her shorts, by the way, he's just staring at her ass for like a good 15 seconds as she's putting on her shorts to go to work. I'm like, okay, dude, just a little bit, you know, all right. And then um, and then as, as he's like staring at her as she walks away, the blonde woman says, Oh, well, you know, you, you could put some on me. And he's like, what? Like, oh, oh yeah, or whatever. It's like, you didn't even see me interested in her. I'm like, okay, she's equally as hot as Sharifa is. I mean, I don't understand. Whatever. And then, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, we also had this thing, too, where the, the other cliche of the 90s movie is they're like, oh, this Mickey guy must be gay because he's so hot and cool. And, you know, only the gay guys are good or whatever type of thing. Also, it was like that he wasn't interested in the blonde girl or something. So that meant he was gay. Yeah. She's like, I've tried. She's not interested in girls. And then for some reason, Sharifa like squeezes the suntan lotion bottle and all this white stuff comes out. So I don't know if that was supposed to be like a euphemism for ejaculation, but I'm not sure how that would even how that even makes sense in the context of what no not at all <laughs> like so it doesn't make any sense like you know like that's like i thought maybe they thought that would be a funny thing to do but it just landed terribly like everything in this movie does except for the helicopter which i think landed fine <laughs> and he's like and then um so there's this guy you know as he's putting suntan lotion on the, the blonde and there's this another fat guy of course aha fat guy this guy looks like Jack Black lookalike, but like a current Jack Black. Yeah. Now, not Jack Black then. So maybe they did some time travel and they figured out what Jack Black would look like in 2024. And then they went back to 1998 or 99 when this movie was made. And then they're like, oh, let's make this guy look like Jack Black. And he's drowning um, because he's he's trying to do windsurfing on his own, I guess. He can't do it, which is weird because I thought Mickey was teaching his people. I don't know. And then so... Mickey goes off to save him. The blonde tells Paniello to help, and he's acting like an idiot, doesn't even do anything at first, and then he finally goes in to, quote, help. <clears throat> but he acts like a complete buffoon the whole time, and he's actually hindering the process of saving this guy more so than helping him. Here's here's where one of the first themes that goes on way too long. So he keeps going, I got him. I don't got him. I got him. I don't got him. I got him. I don't got him. I got him. I just like, oh my God, like, just stop it. Move, move on. Like, Jesus Christ, you know? And like, yeah, that's, that's basically what happened. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and the acting in this, in the, and everything is so bad. I don't know. It's just, they're, they're trying too hard to be funny. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, um, it's just, it's like, it's, they're, they're just not that great. And it's no offense. I mean, come on. You know, if I was in the movie, I probably wouldn't be that good, especially if I had like a whole, if I was like one of the main characters. I mean, but then again, you know, I would hope that I would actually, you know, if I actually wanted to be an actor, I would actually, you know, be able to actually act before I got casted to. That's the other thing, too. A little side tangent here. So you got you got to ask yourselves, these are the people that got chosen to be in this movie, right? Yeah. So that makes me wonder, did anyone else audition for this movie? Were these the only people? And they're just like, oh, well, we got to pick who we can. We got to fill our, you know, our cast list here. Or were there people worse than these people that are who got rejected? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. That that kept me up at night. Like, not really. But... It almost seems like the people that got cast were like friends of the director or something. You know, it's like, don't get me wrong with that. I've done that myself. It's just weird how bad they acted. And 
they were all in different movies, if that makes sense. Like they all felt like they were acting in a different movie. They were all kind of still in the comedy realm, but it's like the guy playing Mickey is like yelling all of his lines. Yeah. Like over the top, like trying to be like Jim Carrey or something, but without the humor. He was trying to be like the sarcastic, funny Jeff Winger type character. Yeah. You know, but not, didn't do it very well. Or like it, it didn't even matter what he was saying. Like he could be saying something nice to somebody and be like, but he'd say it in the same exact tone as when he was mad at somebody. Right. It's like, okay, like I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting mixed signals here, bro. But yeah, no, it's going on. Yeah, and and Paniolo, I mean, his acting was was decent. It wasn't as bad as Mickey's, but he was still in a different movie. Yeah, and I'm almost certain they cast him because he looked like Ben Stiller in the eight nineteen nineties a little bit. That because you know that was when he was like starting to get really big. You know, like when Meet the Bears came out, and they're like, oh, this guy kind of looks like Ben Stiller a little bit, maybe like a second cousin or something you know so we'll have but then again he he was acting more he was almost acting trying to act like jim carrey a little bit too yeah a bit more so more so than ben stiller so it was kind of like a weird i don't know and so so that was just a side tangent but then when they get jack black to land um on yellow throws a bunch of water on his face even though he was drowning and he he was full of salt water he he got he got confused because somebody said that said something to him and he he thought they said you can fight fire with fire, so he took yeah. that to his to his mind to think, "Hey, yeah. we can fight water with water." Mm. Right, exactly. Mickey didn't know him really at this point, so Mickey was being nice and he basically told him not to do that, like in a kind kind of tone, as if speaking to a child, because you know, which yeah. for all intents and purposes, Paniello is basically mentally or mo- emotionally a child. So that was funny to look at. Um, the Jack Black lookalike, we we learned how to, we learned his name later. He first thinks Paniolo did all the work saving Mickey because he just woke up, even though he was yeah. pretty much awesome to drown because he was at like a complete fucking idiot. Um, then Mickey swoops in to stake his claim, like, hey, no, I, I, I helped. You know, I kind of mainly did most of the work. Um, so then Jack Black says that he will never forget them for saving his life. And then he goes back to sleep and they roll him over on his side so he can you know, live. And then so like, there's like the big fanfare, like, oh, you saved the day, blah, blah, blah. And then this woman, which we we don't see her anymore after this, this and one other scene that she's done for the rest of the movie. This woman who's like interested in Mickey, she convinces him to get a coffee with her before he catches a plane for Boston because there's like the subplot where Mickey works for his dad or something. He's, and he's like an inve- investment banker or something. Well, we'd find that out later that he's an investment bank. Uh, but yeah, but his dad said that he he has to get his uh get his uh windsurfing company off the ground uh, by a certain amount of time, or he has yeah. to come back to Boston. Which is weird because the guy looks like he's in his thirties. Like, can he make up his own mind and you know like decide no. what he wants? And, no, you know what I mean. There's a law like um, it, it only applies to people that try to start windsurfing companies. That, guess, no, you when, 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 when you start one, you only get three months and you have to go back to your daddy. That's the other thing, too. What business takes off within three months? Exactly. I mean, like, like oh, you failed in three months. So you got to quit now. Like, what are you talking about? Most businesses don't even turn a profit for the first two years. Sometimes five. At least. Yeah, I mean, like... Um, I, I mean, sometimes more than that. I mean, like, yeah. a- Amazon didn't turn a profit until just, like, about five or six years ago. So it's like... <laughs> right. I mean, he was... Yeah, obviously, Jeff Bader was still rich and shit. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, there's there's lots of stuff. Like, so I don't know. That was a weird yeah. subplot. She, obviously, she's got the hots for Mickey. But then we have 
I always forget this. Is it called a cute meat or a meat cute? I always get them reversed. Meat cute. It's meat cute. Okay, sorry, meat cute. All right, so Mickey has a meat cute with Sharifa, who works as a waitress at the cafe. And then we get this weird thing where, like, they look into each other's eyes, and then there's, like, a fantasy scene where they're, like, running towards each other on the beach, and they end up, like, running into each other and falling down or something like that. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the, the whole thing with uh, with Sharifa is that she's clumsy. Yeah, that's, yeah. like, her main... So, so, so even, even, even in her fantasies, she's clumsy. Yeah, so, yeah. Right, it kind of reminds me of, like, JD when he was, like, the sidekick, one of his own fantasies. Yeah. The Turk... <laughs> Yeah. Where, where, oh yeah, I was like, he's like, oh, holy inferiority complex, Batman. How am I the psychic in my own fantasy? And then Turk's like, it could be worse, Robin. You could be Alfred the butler. And then he turns into Alfred and he's like, damn you, sir. <laughs> like, you have to call him, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, I always loved that. And, um, but obviously, this was not as funny as that. Um, you know, the fantasy scene. So then, Throughout this whole scene, again, with the overacting. That's the other thing, sure. though, too. There's only, like, a couple fantasy scenes. Like, if you would have had more, it would have made more sense. Yeah. There were, like, two, and they were both, like, really fast. They were just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's another one later on, the interrogation scene, which is bizarre, but okay. And then uh, <clears throat> with the whole Viking helmet or some shit like that, I was weird. Yeah. And, um, so... Sharifa basically breaks all the dishes in the entire cafe as she's spying on this pseudo date between um, Mickey and this woman. I don't, I don't know her name. I'm not. I, sure. I don't either. <laughs> it's just someone, yeah, who knows him on the island and has tried for a while to date him. I guess I don't know. And then, uh, you know, Sharifa's like really putting on real thick. I mean, she's like, like thrusting her chest and waist area towards them and like staring at him and stuff like that she's serving him his coffee you know stuff like that but she gets fired basically because you know she's breaking all these dishes and she's like oh no i need this job blah 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 whatever you know that typical story kind of thing in, in these movies i mean the thing is, is if somebody was actually this clumsy at everything there's no way she could even survive she would have been killed a long time ago she would have been yeah i, I mean like you could have tripped over something or drowned i mean god forbid you know or car accident or... And we know she's single so i'm assuming she probably lives alone so you know she could just choke on something in the apartment I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, many things. And so we get that. So basically, what we've got here is like after the after the meet cute here and everything, um, you know, because Mickey is supposed to fly home because of his business. We see this. Uh, we we see uh, this thing going on where there's uh, this big guy, play Schultz, and uh, and his boss or his other henchman guy are basically trying to uh, get this uh, like drugs and stuff off of a helicopter into uh, into this like uh, what do you, what do you want to call it like a, a a tube underwater, a pipe underwater. Yeah. Yeah. That we're not sure where it goes yet. Uh, and when they're there, when they, when they're in this like area out there, they, you know, we find out that they've got like money and drugs and stuff in there. And, uh, so the cops try to, uh, try to, um, arrest the, uh, the helicopter, uh, helicopter pilot and, uh, search his helicopter. They don't find anything there because he had dropped the, uh, stuff off of the helicopter into the water to these guys. On um, mm-hmm. when interrogating, the guy, um, the female police officer, uh, Sergeant, um, what's her name? Oh, Walensky. 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 She, uh, she basically grabs the guy's genitals. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's police brutality. Just saying. Also sex, sexual assault as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. He does that twice in the movie, in fact. 
Uh huh. Two sexual assault yeah. cases. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, all cops are bad. All cops are bad. No. I'm joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. But, I know uh, he is. Yeah. But basically, so, so, uh, so that scene, you know, they don't find anything. So she's kind of, you know, it's like, I didn't, we didn't find anything. And, she, and then she's talking about his genitals and says, neither did I. Yeah. You get it? Cause yeah. Cause he doesn't have them. Yeah. He's got uh-huh. a wiener. <laughs> get it? It's like, it's like 13 year old humor. Um, it, they probably wrote this movie. In fact, probably a bunch of like seventh grade boys wrote this movie. Yeah. After they like huffed gasoline or paint for the first time. And they got high off the fumes. And they're like, hey, bro, let's write a movie. They're like, and he's like, no, I want to watch the, the Titanic scene where they show her breasts and hit paws. And, and then, like, have that part of the movie have, like, all the weird shit because that scene got played over and over again. And they're like, no, man, let's write a movie called Gone to Mouth. Wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, it's good gasoline. Wouldn't it be awesome if we got, like, Mr. Miyagi to play in the movie? Wouldn't that be sweet? The guy's like, oh, yeah, no. Bro. The guy's like, oh, no. And he's like, oh, we got a perfect name for him. It's Mr. Ono. Yeah, we got Mr. Ono, that. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, the, and this boss guy was showed. I don't know if they ever say his name. He just called him boss. Does he even have a name he, in this he, movie? He does. Um, His okay. character is, uh, shoot. It's um, Bernard. Okay. Yeah, because Schultz only calls him boss. And by the way, this guy emotionally abuses Schultz multiple occasions throughout this film. Very mean. Yeah. Uh, got, um, Schultz has very, very little demands, very few demands. Uh, and, you know, Bernard can't deal with it. Like, for example, um, Schultz asked him to help get his scuba suit off because he was having trouble getting the suit off once they got into this, you know, abandoned building or whatever to drop yeah. off the drug money and then the bernard acted like it was the biggest deal in the world to have to like help him get his suit on like like it was just like putting him out you know and then he told schultz to quote get the bill of sale and to quote twist his arm if necessary we don't know who he's talking about or what he's talking about yeah so what is he talking what's he talking about because this movie does not spell anything out at all no, it does not like no. like i mean sometimes you movies will spell things out too much but this one it's like you know it's it's like previous movies we've reviewed were too obvious about everything but this is just like what the fuck is going on like am am i lost um yeah it's like you say show not tell this does not show neither does it tell yeah <laughs> so it's just, yeah you are you're just like with a blindfold on yeah it's like i, and, I gotta, uh, gotta kind of just you know spin a wheel with uh possible ideas here and then maybe one of them will be right yeah um yeah yeah that's probably how they wrote this um it could, could be so anyways after the after the scene with mccroy who's the helicopter pilot um you know getting uh sexually assaulted um <laughs> we we end up at at um the store owned by pat Morita's character mr ono um, and I guess he like is some kind of like witch doctor or something. He makes potions <laughs> and stuff, and yeah, I'm not sure what what you want to call him. Um, and uh, Mickey lives in a room like in the building there where the shop is, and uh, Mickey had gotten his face scratched up or something when he saved uh the big Jack Black looking guy. 
<laughs> and uh, so, um, Mr. Rano has this uh, stuff that he decides to force him to put on it that smells like dead fish. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, on the cut on his face. Um, that's supposed to help it, but you know, we never see it really work because he's still. Oh. It's still there at the end of the movie. Well, this movie takes place like within like a single day. So. I know, but the way he's talking is like it'll heal it really fast. Like I was expecting it to be like some kind of miracle drug or something. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the he presents it as some kind of all of his potions he thinks are quote medicine, which you know they're not. I mean, we, we find we find out one of the things he one of the things he he did create was uh, <clears throat> some kind of um some kind of like um. I don't know, like an aphrodisiac or something that he had given Mickey, and that's basically why all the women were falling in love with him. Well, that's what it is. It was the cut shit, but it was also the aphrodisiac at the same time. Oh, it was. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, I think so. So I don't understand. But, but my thing is, is I think I think he had to have. I don't know if it was the same thing though, because I think there are two different oh, okay. potions. Because I think he was already wearing it as like a cologne. Oh, right. Okay. Prior to that, because I think that's why all the women on the beach were falling in love with him and stuff. Oh, right. Right. Or I don't know, because actually when he asked them what that stuff was called, when he put the stuff on, he goes, uh, magic uh, for men. So you're right. What? OK, perfect example right there. <clears throat> that should have been two different potions right there. Yeah. Magic for men should have been a cologne that smelled like regular cologne, like not not some nasty fish smelling shit. No. And then the cut stuff was the potion to heal his cut. But they just moved into one thing, and then... I'm trying to figure out, like, how, even if there's some kind of magic in a potion or something, that a, that women would be attracted to a guy who smelled like fish. Well, that's the other thing, too, because we find out other people are, are disgusted by the smell in, in an elevator seat. Yeah, and in, so... including women. That's why, that's why I thought it was two different potions. Exactly. I think it, it no, might, it's... Uh, I don't know. It might be two different. I don't know. No, no, it's not. It's not because... The thing is... You are more logical than what the writers of the movie did. So you're projecting what a normal person would do who writes a film. They get paid money to write a film. Then they showed us film on like a TV station would do. But they're like, uh, no, Magic for Men, um, fish, dead fish, eels cut, same thing, uh, move on to the next scene. Um or we can, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll look back. Who, who cares, really? Yeah, I'm not going to watch the movie again to find out. I'm not, but... no, it's, it's not. Uh, I mean, like, so this this guy, um, um, Mr. Ono, he also does this, like, weird, almost offensive Mr. Miyagi imitation <laughs> to get him to sit down to, you know, to allow him to apply this untested, non-FDA-approved, quote, medicine on one of the most sensitive areas of his body. And it's just like, I'm like, I felt offended watching this almost like the scene of him debasing himself. Like, ugh, I don't know. It just, um, yeah, it bothered me. And then he calls Mickey a good boy on multiple occasions while he's doing this. Yeah, he's treating, and, he's treating him like he's a golden retriever or something. It's just, um, I don't know, dude. It's just weird. And then he tells them the hospital called, and they want him to, okay, this is where the movie really starts. They uh, they get called to the hospital. So, so they're in, in an elevator, like you were saying, and people were disgusted by how Mickey smells. Um, he goes to the hospital. Um, he's, he's driving his, he's got a really cool car. I'll tell him. Oh, yeah, the yellow truck thing or whatever? Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's called like a Volkswagen thing. That's, yeah. the, that's the actual like it's street called name. Thing. Yeah, the thing or something like that. Nice. I've always liked those. Yeah. He uh he goes there in Pan Panoy. What? How do you say the dude's name? Like it's it's Paniola. Paniolo. Paniolo. Yeah. yeah he, so Paniolo's there too. Um, they they fight over a parking spot at first, sort of, and then they both are they both are basically called to the hospital. So they. They go in there and they're trying to find uh, Jack Black looking dude. And um, it turns out that uh, Schultz has, had killed him mm-hmm. because uh, he wouldn't cooperate with things. Yep. So with the guy, yeah. his arm for. So Mickey and, oh my God, every time I try to say the name, Mickey and Pan. Um, <laughs> go Pan or Pan. Pan. Mickey and, Mickey and Pan, check out. Um, they, 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 they're given a, they're given a thing. They, they basically, uh, are given like a, a letter that basically says that they they got they own this like barn and yeah. uh, they're checking it out. They they go to check it out and uh, it's like this piece of shit rundown building. <laughs> and while they're checking it out, you know, Mickey's trying to say, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna sell it, you know. And Pond is like, yo, I, I I gotta, you know, you know, we 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 gotta get this. And you know, he has like kind of a heartfelt scene because he, you know, wants to say that I, I you know, I've never had a place of my own and all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. I, we have to introduce conflict in the most cringe way possible. Yeah. Like, oh, this is where you have a conflict or a heartfelt scene. It, it, enter here, you know, type of thing. So Mickey, like, uh, and him get in a fight and they, like, you know, he throws Ponyo onto the stage thing, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, causes him to rip a hole in the floor that's never, uh, that, that disappears later. But, um, yeah, exactly. It's like, what? Okay. And, um, and they find out that there's a cellar there. Ooh, a cellar. What uh, is that? And they look into it, and uh, down there, they it, it ends up leading to that same place where uh, where, where our bad guys were uh, storing their money and their drugs. No, you don't say. What? Yep. So now I actually understand how they're connected. Uh-oh. Finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Finally, we have um, synergy in this movie. We, we, there's something that actually makes sense. Yeah. I do want to mention something really quick before you I don't sure. want to oh, go ahead. Linda, so when Bernard finds out that Schultz uh, had killed um, Henry is his name. Um, he emotionally abuses him again. I've heard it many times this movie. He's, he humiliates him in front of McCroy by sticking an egg in his mouth, and then he berates him the entire time as Schultz is forced to just this egg in his mouth for like a full minute. I actually felt kind of bad for him, even though he's a bad guy. You know, and then he ends up swallowing an egg, which causes one of many stomach aches throughout this film. This guy's got a stomach disease, but apparently no one cares. Anyway, um, that's all I wanted to say about that part. Oh, yeah. No, he, he needs to see a gastroenterologist oh. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> The um so 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 they uh you know they fight they find out this stuff and um the uh basically uh they they investigate him while Panyo tries to lighten the mood. Mickey scoffs when asked if he he was ever told that he doesn't have a sense told yeah, ever told that he doesn't have a sense of humor. He said that his mm-hmm. wife told his ex wife told him that all the time just before she left him. Well, I get it. it's funny right because yeah it was told that yeah that's the only mention that we have of him previously being married and we don't even know if he was joking or or, you know if he was even really married or not and so uh the police show up to investigate the bar and uh schultz uh schultz arrived and he tries to kill mickey and pound um (laughs) oh at first he 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 had been farting damn it the fart stuff in more 13 year old humor and Mm -hmm. uh basically it it filled up his whole uh his his whole uh scuba suitors diving suit Mm -hmm. and his diving suit looked like a big balloon this happens twice, but even when he goes back up to Bernard, same shit happens. Yeah. 
It's just, it's just, I hated it. I hate the fart stuff. So I, go I, I hate, I, I hate, I hate like potty humor. I, um, I just, I don't. Uh, <laughs> but Schultz ends up like shooting bullets through the, through the cellar door because they, they had, uh, they had put a piano over the top of it to try to keep him down there after they realized he was there and they were counting the money and everything. And, uh, but the police stop them. They walk into the bar what, what, as they walk out of the bar with the money mm. and the drugs mm-hmm. and they, uh, try to explain what's going on. But of course, because cops suck, they, I mean, I'm sorry, cops are awesome. They're <laughs> great for society. <laughs> um, uh, cause, cause like, um, Bernard was in there too. And, uh, at one point and he he was outside and he basically stole the he was kept offering to try to buy the place before the cops yeah. got there he ended up stealing the bill of sale to the or the or the deed to the land or whatever the fuck uh jack black wannabe uh, gave them you know so um yeah and that's the other thing too he's sitting there in the car and when they show and he just goes off and drives off they don't even try to chase him like they don't they, like they don't they're not curious why this guy with a car is there <laughs> He's but, just sitting there in his car, like just waiting for whatever to get done is happening. Yeah. Anyway, there, there's a misunderstanding at the hospital where basically they they're now convinced that uh, that that our two leads are the ones that killed uh, the old the old uh, fat guy. Um, yeah. The uh, Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> the um the Jack Black wannabe. Jack Black's dad. No, I'm... well, current Jack Black wannabe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, th- they end up. Uh, Arresting Pan and Mickey. Ooh, I like that. Pan and Mickey. Yeah. That's a good they should make they should make a, a TV show based off them called Pan and Mickey. That would have been a cool, you know, thing. No, it wouldn't have been. <laughs> you know, we, we, we should write one and try to see if they're still alive and ask them if they want to act in Mickey. It turns out Pan is the mayor of, of Maui now, and Mickey is like, you know, a, a really successful businessman. I don't know. And then <laughs> And 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 the uh, the theme song is Pan just singing, "Hey Mickey, you're so fine, you're so." I know. Anyway, so uh... yeah, no. <laughs> gotta give all the money then for the rights. Yeah. Um, damn it. So so what's going on next year? Uh, so <clears throat> I'm trying to be comedic, I guess. The you know, I, I was kind of funny at first because you know, um, Pan he leaves like the whole bag of cash, and then. Mickey's holding this huge kilo of cocaine just as they're running outside. And then the cocaine bag opens up and it goes all over Mickey's head. So now they don't have any proof. That's the other thing, too. They don't have any proof that there's drugs. I'm like, he's got cocaine dust all over his clothes and his body. What are you talking about? Like, that's not probable cause? Like, what? Like, anyway. Well, I don't know. Well, then, then, uh, didn't you know, like, everybody has cocaine on them? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And then so <laughs> it happens later, though, because she was kind of pissed yeah. off about that. That's the other thing too. So, uh, some the magic of or the convenience magic of movie, not magic for men, like the potion that Mister Maggie's making. I mean, sorry, Mister Ono is making is that conveniently there was a bunch of firecrackers standing on the 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 bar when they went when they just went in there and like oh firecrackers that's cool and then so when Schultz was shooting at them and then trying to to the break like tip over the piano. And they threw the firecrackers down to like distract them or whatever. It's like, yeah, just have firecrackers just sitting on the bar. And, you know, that's 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 normal. I don't know. And then so Schultz he returns to Bernard full of chili farts again, and this time he's he's even more bloated than the last time. And he's treated with unmatched 
cruelty once again by Bernard, who just can't get enough of berating and humiliating his employee. I don't know who he is to him, if he's a stepfather figure, an uncle, I don't really know. Schultz definitely acts they're, like they're, a, they're a lover's child. They're lovers. Huh? They're lovers. But he's the abusive partner in the relationship. Yeah. And then, just joking. <laughs> and then, yeah, I know. And then so, yeah, there, you know, he, he, you know, berates Schultz again for having a stomach disease that he can't control. And um, Sharifa applies for another waitressing job. But this time she's rejected before she can even say a word. The guy's like, nope, job's filled. Sorry, go home. And then McCroy is sitting there at the bar just the whole time. And he's got it out for Sharifa because he was staring at these women really creepily. And then he ends up seeing Sharifa and he's like, oh, she's really hot. And so he was like, I guess, waiting for her or whatever. So McCroy was acting pretty McCreepy. <laughs> and offers buy her a drink while he pulls a Joe Biden and sniffs her hair <laughs> and her as, as well. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, he likes sniffing hair. I don't know. And then and so he sniffs her hair as her back is turned against him while she's getting the drinks. And then she spills the coffees or or whatever they were, shakes, I don't know, onto their shirts. And he's like, oh, it's okay. Strawberry's my favorite flavor anyway. What, you're going to drink? You're going to drink the stuff off your shirt? What, like, what, 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 what's the point of the flavor you like being on your shirt? Every How's shirt, gonna... every shirt in Maui either has cocaine or strawberry on it. It's this, it's yeah, this little like, known thing. Yeah. Strawberry cocaine, you know, that's a good, you know, good thing. And so this is like where one of the scenes where things escalate way, way too fast. So she's like, oh, don't worry. You know, I'll, I'll wash it off for you. And he's like, oh, are we going to the little boys in the little girls room? And she's like, uh, not really sure. And he's like, hey, I got, you know, a bathroom in my room. We should go there. And she's like, uh, yeah, right. And then he pulls out a gun. He's like, yes, we are. It's like, whoa, okay, that. And like he pulls a gun in public, right in front of everyone. The, the yeah, guy no, nobody like, notices. No, apparently no one notices. And they're like, "Oh shit! Oh, I guess I'm going with McCreepy McCroy here." And then to go wash off our strawberry drink. I don't know. Whatever. It's always so stupid, dude. And then, the, and then so Sergeant Walensky. Then she goes to Mister Ono's. This is the okay. This is where it gets really weird. There's there's one scene. I don't know when it is, but talking about the. Uh... The dynamic between Bernard and uh, Schultz. At one point, he says, "Call McCroy. If you can't find him, kill him." Yes. There's no logic in that. No, there's not. How can you kill yeah, you somebody if you can't find them? Kill him. You're like, huh? Yeah, I see this in your notes right now. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. There's so many weird. I like I like the observations you made because my mine were more like what was going on, like the plot of the movie. But yeah, you, and you had some observations about like the subtle things that are going on mm -hmm. in the film. <laughs> I didn't really notice very much. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Sergeant Walensky goes to Mr. Ono's shop to talk about Mickey. And, like, so part of this movie was that they were also trying to go for, like, a raunchy sex comedy thing. But it just didn't really... Because, I mean, for one thing, it was on for TV. So, they couldn't, like, go hardcore. It's like, I don't know if this was cable TV or if this was, like, if this aired on, like, CBS or something. I don't know what the hell, you know? I'd like to know, like, when, like, I really would like to know when, because we, because we have no information about this movie at all. No one's written anything about it. I got lucky because I found this on a YouTube channel that has 56,000 views. So maybe 
more people have information about like, oh yeah, I watched this when it came on. I was living in Hawaii at the time or I don't know, or something like that. You know, and then um yeah, obviously because the movie takes place in Hawaii, that's where they showed it. <laughs> obviously yeah, I mean, what maybe. and then um if if anybody listening knows anything more about this movie, let us know. Please, because I, I I really wanna start emailing and try to contact some of these people and ask them about you know, how this film was made and kind of really kind of dig in deep because this movie fascinates me in so many ways. So so Sergeant Whiskey, she goes to Mr. Ono, talk about Mickey, and she is like got really attracted to Mickey because of the magic for men cologne he was wearing. And yeah. so she's like now has it out for Mickey because of that. So um she, you know, is asking, you know, Mr. Ono about him. Mr. Ono can kind of tell that, you know, she likes him, but she's like saying she doesn't play it off or whatever. And, but Mr. Ono knows because he knows these things, you know. And so <laughs> she's like, if I find him, I'm going to put him in the electric chair. And Mr. Ono's like, electric chair, electric chair. And she's like, what? He's like, oh, nothing. That just gave me an idea to make a more potent version of magic for men and she's like more potent he's like much more potent and she's like rubbing her chest region like like with like barely restrained lust as he's saying this i'm like whoa like okay like yeah what's going on here lady like let's hey you're on the job right now like you know you can take care of yourself later you know like and then um so like you mentioned the male cop which is like her deputy or student or whatever is an idiot and you want to talk about him and his escapades here so so he uh he's driving he's driving the two dudes in the car and uh he takes a liking to pan paniolo um and uh, paniolo 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 mr p and um (laughs) takes a liking to good old mr p and um (laughs) So uh, they they he gets into a an, into like an accident where he crashes into this big uh, I don't know like farm machine or something and um, yeah. I, I I think it was some kind of like um, I don't know like some kind of farm instrument of some sort like a uh, like a big uh, okay yeah I don't know I don't know much about farming um he had, well Mr P the reason why he took a liking to Mr P is because he said that the mayor was his cousin yeah. And so he let him sit up front, which I'm sure any cop allows the prisoner or arrestee to do, right? Okay, yeah, sit in the front, you know. And, and another thing I observed earlier, too, is <laughs> almost all cop cars have a divider between the back and the front seat. Yep. Especially, I mean, since the, this has been since like the, the 60s or so, I think that they've had those. Why doesn't this car have that? My only guess is, is that it's not a real cop car or <laughs> or, or, or they didn't make it look, you know, they, they, they just painted a regular car to make it look like a cop car, which, you know, is what you do for a movie. But also when you're doing the prop, you actually maybe make it look realistic. Hey, man, nineties it's island police. They go by different rules in the 90s. I don't know. I mean, maybe there, there could be like police departments and or sheriff departments or something somewhere that don't have a divider between those. But usually you have some kind of like cage in between the two to, you know, because when you, you never know who you're going to pick up, if you're picking up some, you know, wild killer that can, you're a contortionist or somebody that can get out of the handcuffs and then strangle you to death, you know, it might happen. But yeah, this, this guy, mean, this guy's such an idiot though, too. He, he invites Mr. P up to the front seat. Yeah. And so, so he's riding shotgun. Literally, there's a shotgun right in between them. Yes, there is literally a shotgun. <laughs> just sitting there in the middle. Yeah. 
and uh, he and so they get in the accident, and uh, and Pano, um, Paniolo um, decides to uh, take the car. Then yeah, while, so while, while the cops team. talking to somebody, you know, it's like, and so so now they now they've stolen a car yep. and, and actually committed a crime, as opposed to what's happened before, where they haven't yet. Yep. <clears throat> so now, how are you gonna mm-hmm. clear your name when you actually committed a crime here? I like. By the way, I'm just reading through your notes. And I like this one right here. It says, Mickey says every line like he's having anxiety. He does. <laughs> every, sing- every single thing he says sounds like, like, hmm. oh my gosh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then like, so yeah, but before he steals the car, the Pagnolo, I mean, um, the guy is, you know, when the, the cop is talking to the, the farmer guy, and he's like, I'll be right back. And then uh, Ben Stiller looking like Mr. P., tries to channel his inner Jim Carrey, and he's like, take your time. We're not going anywhere. Like, trying to be funny. Like, ugh. It's wanted to punch him in the face when he said that. Like, just the way he looked, like his facial expression, was just like, I wanted to, like, just twist his neck. Anyway, yeah, so, um, but um, you're right, yeah. So he steals the car, and they drive off, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so 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 Mickey makes, uh, makes Mr. P drop him off on a dirt <laughs> road in the middle of a field, and they, they, they have a, they have a big, you know, fight, you know, we were never partners, we were never friends, blah, 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 you know, yeah. fight. And uh, Peniel then uses his feet to fire the <laughs> shotgun, and it's fired through the roof, and um, <laughs> there is a hole in the roof, then, that is the most Looney Tunes-looking thing I've ever seen in my whole fucking life in a movie. <laughs> Even in a Looney Tunes movie, it doesn't look this cartoonish. <laughs> It's like somebody put a Burger King crown on top of the car and painted it white, and that's the hole that it blew in the roof. And, and Mickey thinks he committed suicide because it kind of looked like that he kind of felt bad at first. first. That that would have like t- this movie would have taken a real dark turn <laughs> if like all of a sudden he just kills himself because Mickey leaves him. I was like, like, I was like, I was like, now, now Mickey has a reason to act like he's having an anxiety attack every second. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> because he made his friend kill himself because he wouldn't. Oh my god. Do you have dreams that you want to achieve? but are scared to do so due to self-doubt, fear, and other people's criticism, I have just what you need. You need a dose of the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, where I interview guests that will motivate and inspire you to stop at nothing to achieve your dreams. And always remember, if you believe, you can achieve. Hey everybody, why don't you give the old Black Lincoln Collective Podcast a listen? We're funny, we're fat, and we're here 24-7 at blcpodcast.com. Anytime you want to listen, anywhere, all your favorite podcast apps. Of course, we have a YouTube channel where you can stream live with the show. Check out our shorts. We're funnier the less you hear of us. That's been a Black Lincoln Collective Podcast at blcpodcast.com. And this is one of one of the the big scenes that go on. Dude, the scene goes on for like way too long. Where he's like, "Okay, I'm going now." He's like, "Yeah, you know, I kind of wish you were my partner. You know, we would have. I think you would have been a good partner." The guy's like, "Yeah, sorry." He's like, "All right, take care." And then he's like, "Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> this goes on for like five minutes." 
And and I think they wanted it to be funny, but it wasn't even funny. It, no, it wasn't. He's like, it, it, I, I don't know if they were going for funny or emotional. It was just neither, though. It wasn't like it was just like, oh, hey, wait! Like it was almost like you know, you're like someone was going to the store, and, and then you're like, oh, hey, um, can you buy um some frozen pizzas? And he's like, okay, sure. And he walks away a little bit. And it's like, oh, hey, hold up. And he's like, what? Um, don't forget uh, Listerine. And he's like. Okay, and then he's like, "All right, take care," you know, and like he goes, um, "Mickey says uh, they got into trouble," and then like, and then Mister P does his Jim Carrey thing again. He's like, "You know me?" And like, "No, Pon, he doesn't know you. You've known each other for less than twenty four fucking hours." Like, you, you, you met you about? met each other like maybe two hours ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, like exactly because technically it's been twenty four hours since. They saved. Oh, okay. Leg, but so yeah, but no, yes, yeah, so, so yeah, you, you've only known each other like a day and a half at the most. Yeah, it's like maybe Mister P is one of those people who gets attached people way too quickly, though, and so like immediately the person becomes your best friend because they don't really have anyone in their life. So maybe that's what's well. Going he's on. never had anything to call his own. It's true. He said that back in the bar when they had mm-hmm. the, the heartfelt moment. Yeah. So, yep. uh, so um, Bernard and uh, and Schultz visit. Go, go to visit Mr. Ono's uh, shop. And uh, he uh, beats them up with his mop accidentally. Um, <laughs> um, and Schultz is like farting the whole time. Yep. And um, so they, they leave and then uh, Pan drops off uh, the money and drugs at Mickey's room. Yep. Like, okay, how did... um. How did Mr. Ono know that uh, this pan guy had anything to do with uh, Mickey because he's just like, I'm his partner and just lets him into his apartment? Yeah. That's the other thing, too. How does how does Mr. P know? How does any of them know where Mickey lives? Like, you, you wrote that down, too. How do the bad guys know where Mickey lives? How does Pon know? My thing is, it's pro- probably they found out. I mean, I thought about it and I was like, probably because they knew his last name and oh, were able okay. to find it. That's my only guess. Um, okay, all right. So, because they saw the they saw that letter from the Jack Black guy with the bill of sale or whatever on it. So, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, so they uh Schultz and uh Schultz and uh, Bernard return and they uh they tie up or duct tape up uh Mr. Ono and Pan and uh, hold them hostage. Sergeant Walensky, um, she's at the. She's at the. Uh, she, she had picked up. Um, she picks up a, a wandering Mickey on the side of the road, <laughs> and uh. She takes him to the uh, to the police station and puts him into an interrogation room, and she sexually harasses him again. Yep, not yep. him, but a sexually harassment again. And uh, she's like tickling him and all this other stuff. And then we have the one other scene of a of, of a little fantasy thing where he's picturing her with a Viking helmet on for some reason. <clears throat> yeah, it goes on for like two seconds. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, I didn't get it. Not- about but yeah but that, then she's forced to let him go by her boss because they don't have anything to hold him on because they don't have any evidence right but who witnesses her sexually humiliating her and doesn't do anything about it uh-huh. <clears throat> so he's also witness to uh police brutality and he looks the other way which you know is a common thing so i guess that kind of tracks yeah. you know <laughs> this was before yeah. the, this was before the me too movement Oh. <laughs> True. Also, me too. And the Black Lives Matter. Well, he's not black, but like, no. <laughs> but you know the, the 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 you know Citizen Lives Matter. Yeah. And then, um, and yeah, we we find out here that he was actually an international banker who was just like pretending to be like a beach bum, I guess, or wanting to start a new life in Hawaii. So he actually already is rich. Which doesn't make any sense to me. So, if he's already rich and his windsurfing business is not taking off, why does it matter? He's already rich. 
So why does he even need to go back to work if he's already? And why is his dad making him? I don't know. It's like, like if if, if, if you're already independently wealthy, like why would you need to do anything? And 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 also, like, it, also if he's rich, why is he living in the back of a of, of like a convenience store? So my only thing was that maybe he just wanted to no. live not being rich, I guess, yeah. until he just. Until or, like may, or maybe he was cut off from money from his dad or something, or who knows? I don't know. But if he's an international invest uh, investor, um, unless he so, was, unless he was working for his dad's investment company, dad controlled his money or paid, something. Yeah. But you know, paid these are things you flesh out in a screenplay. Exactly, you still get paid, and if he saved his money, or he seems like he knows a lot about business, or like or he, or you know what, you know what else she could have done? What's that? Just not put this in the screenplay at all because it doesn't well, matter. That be, yeah, that would be. Actually, yes. This kind of ruins the whole the whole story of Mickey right here. Just one scene. Why? Mm -hmm. Why do we need this? There was no need. It, it could have just been no like you know, maybe his dad lent him some money to start a start a company, and um, he failed at it. So his dad wants him to come back home. Yeah. I mean, that would have made more sense. Yeah. yeah. There's no need to in introduce some mysterious, you know, plot point that just came and went like one of Schultz's farts. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Just um, you know, I don't know, whatever. And yeah, so like the, the her boss witnesses. So it's, it's all just blowing in the wind, my friend. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, and then um, yeah. So what happens after that? After she humiliates him and gets in trouble? Well, not really in trouble, but tells tells him that tells her that he tells her that she can't do anything to him because there's no evidence or whatever. Well, the you know the deputy drops uh drops off uh mickey and then mickey sees uh mr ono and han tied up and he sets them free and then they steal the deputy's second car <laughs> mr ono kind of helped with the distraction there yeah um yeah then uh then we go to, then we cut to uh mccroy uh and uh sharifa and the most pointless side plot in the movie this was uh, so stupid that there was okay i mean i know that they wanted sharifa and Mickey to end up together in this movie, so you had to find a way to get them together. Mm -hmm. But this whole creepy subplot with um, McCreepy is <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. It's like, we already know he's a bad guy. We don't have to make him like wanting to rape a girl on top of it. It's just like, what the? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was just so stupid. <clears throat> and, um, and, yeah, so, uh, so 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 uh, he he basically is demanding that she take a shower, and uh, she somehow convinces him to go off and buy baby oil, which is her, her attempt to escape. But he locks her in the bathroom with this chair that would not have held the door shut. No, it would not. There is no way that that would have worked. Um. Anyway, so uh, not a chance. Yeah. Um. Schultz, uh, you, you've got written here on your notes that Schultz clearly has some type of stomach disease, which causes <laughs> excruciating pain. <laughs> And um, all his boss does is berate him for being a wussy. Yeah. That was another thing, too. Bother me. He kept saying wussy. Yeah. It's like, are we in the 1980s? Like, this movie came out in 1999. Probably they couldn't say pussy because it was for TV. But yeah, Or something. <laughs> but that bothered me so much when he kept... Because, like, the other, uh, the other thing, too. Bernard looks like he's in, like, maybe his 60s or 70s. But watching, like, a, an old guy say wussy just felt weird. Like, that's a lingo for, like, people who are, like, 30 years younger, at, at least 30 yeah. years younger than you. You know, so it just, I don't know, it felt, they felt weird. Well, it's lingo for whoever wrote the screenplay. So, well, uh, that, yeah, that's yeah. true. I, I wrote that because he's still complaining about his stomach, and then, like, Bernard won't even let him take a break to, like, just get uh, buy some antacidors. Like, how long would it take to stop by a store and buy, like, what, like, five minutes at most? I mean... But 
Oh, uh, there's this yeah. little known thing that in Maui it takes five and a half hours to get an acid. Oh, I'm joking. That's uh, the other thing too. Yeah, exactly. Or and that's the other thing too. He even asked uh, Mr. Ono if he had anything for gas the first time they came to his store. Yeah, and then like, come on, show some like, dude, like, what is the matter with you? Your employee, you know, has a severe problem here. That's the other thing too. Don't you think he'd work better if he was feeling better? So. Even if you don't care about them, which that's obviously you don't, you at least care about your business succeeding. So wouldn't your employee feeling healthy make him do the work better, which would actually make your business succeed? Or do you just hate Schultz that much? Well, if if, if, if we've learned anything from corporate America, you don't treat your employees well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. so Schultz here is a metaphor that he's really big and strong. And so Schultz is a metaphor for the working class here yes. who has fight his muscular um, surface has a soft spot inside, meaning his stomach and the stomach represents the, the health of the nation, you know, when it comes to food and digestion. And then the corporate bosses don't care about the inner, the, the health of the workers that they can't see. They can only see the, the surface, the muscular body, the person that spins the wheels, puts their, their shoulder to the wheel stone who works in the factories, but they don't really care, you know, if, if they have inner problems like mental health issues or internal problems like with their organs or stomach or whatever. And that's why, just like, get back to work, keep working, keep working, Schultz, you know. That's why capitalism is evil. It is. Actually, let's, can you look up the, the meaning of Schultz real, real fast? I want to know what the meaning of the word Schultz is. If we can yeah. do that really. All right. Yeah, and, and, and his right. his is spelled s. It's s h u l z. Okay, and then type in meaning afterwards. Yeah. A village headman. So what does that mean? Like head of a village? Yeah, like a constable or a sheriff. Okay, that's perfect. So, so the working class, if they if they actually own and control the means of production, they essentially would be quote head of the village. But since the corporate bosses squeeze all the 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 money that the workers actually produce and they're no longer the head of the village they're i should say the stomach of the village but since they're unhealthy the stomach has problems therefore the working class has problems this movie actually is a metaphor and, for the capitalist overlords versus the working class so i think they named these two wrong because the name bernard means strong brave bear yeah wait a minute so that's okay <laughs> You know what? They probably didn't even know. I know. It's, it's just like funny that that happens to be what those names mean. The reason why, though, is probably because Schultz is obviously German. Yeah. And so they wanted to come up with a German name, not yeah. Bernard. They well, want to do something. Bern like Bernard is a Bernard is a German name, too. Oh, well, okay. Well, they fuck it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but not, they fucked not, up. Not, not a more obvious German name like Schultz. They, you know, yeah. They, fu they fucked up. It's fine. It's we we we. we established that they fucked up so i i don't I, I think we're thinking more into this than they did we're we're trying to give life to a, a dead film basically yeah is what and, we're and, doing. And, and mccroy is like an irish name so that means that you know it's like the i don't know and it was so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh boy so um at this point um mickey and uh pan disguise themselves as room service uh attendance or whatever to break into the uh it break into uh mccroy's uh uh um suite or whatever it is and um so bernard and schultz find mccroy in the lobby with his baby oil and um <laughs> he said that he had to buy some medicine which made schultz say that he needs some medicine too 
Of course he does, because he's been saying it the whole fucking movie. Um, <laughs> Bernard, uh, you know, says later. Um, but Schultz, like, you know, basically finally stands up for himself. And why didn't he realize, like, at one point in this movie that he could just kill Bernard? Anyway, so... Um, well, it's it's the thing where, like, I'm... I'm my my headcanon here, if you will, because his name means head of the village, is that Schultz was maybe adopted by Bernard when he was a child. And so, you know, or maybe he looked after him. So even though he's bigger to him physically, he still feels like he's that small kid with the towering Bernard who is always berating him. So he doesn't even really think that he can just like snap his neck, you know, so. That or they're yeah. in a dysfunctional uh, romantic relationship. And that Schultz obviously has, you know, self-esteem, yeah. self-worth issues that he allows Bernard to, you know, humiliate and you know, berate him and make him feel two inches tall. He won't even let him allow him to take medicine to, you know, help aid with his disease that he has. So, uh, you know. but he, fi- he finally lets him go uh, buy some medicine. And um, so. Oh, uh, wow. What a, yeah. what a saint. I know. Bernard, right? Well, you know what that 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 is. It, it's it's just like you know when uh, when a company makes billions of dollars and um and then has a celebration for the fact that they made billions of dollars by giving their employees a pizza party. Anyway, so yeah. um, <laughs> you know, a pizza party that Schultz probably won't be able to indulge, and in. he have to eat something healthier, you know, with the grease yes. and whatnot. But but yeah, <laughs> you know, a salad party maybe maybe yeah. for Schultz, unfortunately. But um, so Mick and Pan um break into McCroy's room and hear Sharifa crying for help in the uh in the in the bathroom and uh McCroy comes back um and they're all and and so they're hiding in the shower Mickey yep. Mickey and Pan and uh and uh so McCroy makes her strip as they are in there and basically he wants to and, and, and basically the two of them are there and they watch her like as you have in your notes uncivilized perverts and um <laughs> I mean come on let's be gentlemen here like yeah you know? cover your eyes dudes um mm-hmm. but anyways they beat him up and escape um and, and then they uh they 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 take the shuttle bus and basically hijack it and drop <laughs> off all of these like Asian tourists in the middle of nowhere on the side of like a dirt road yeah yep um yep. yeah so they're foreigners they don't know anything about the land and they're like haha fuck you here's the sugar cane field road good luck yeah i i hope they got went back for them anyways the- yeah i know me too so 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 they drive their uh, shuttle to the uh, to the bar that they inherited and they're followed by uh the unholy three <laughs> the the whole town is there somehow to ambush in yeah um oh oh before that though on the shuttle bus um there was this really weird random kissing scene between sharifa and mickey it made me like want to throw up it was so it cring- was so stupid it, it was, was so just cringy bad yeah um, and the, the reason why the town was there is because mickey called mr ono and says he needs help yeah. apparently mr yeah, ono because, because when, 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 when he was kissing her he like went down to like kiss her leg or something or any saw and he saw uh, a radio so he could contact mr ono yeah yeah and mr ono apparently knows the entire town maybe he is like a witch doctor maybe he's like the shaman of the whole town and like everyone respects him and so if he calls in a favor they just jump too you know yes and uh so uh then there was this like there's this big fight scene in there which is really horrible horribly yeah. cartoony yeah um badly choreographed uh the um there's like this one scene where one shot where uh where i think it schultz like goes to punch somebody and he and and it's on screen and 
he doesn't even um it's actually like he's hitting this oh no 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 it's uh it's Mickey hitting this bad guy mm-hmm. or no or, or oh no it's the big guy it's Schultz he's hitting uh, this guy in a fight scene but he's totally missing him like by a mile and the yeah, guy's reacting to it. it it's something that you could have fixed easily with camera angles because that's how you actually shoot those because you got to yeah. change the the focal length and everything to make the make it look like you're actually hitting the guy when you're not yeah it's mm-hmm. not that hard to do nope nope uh, and uh huh this movie gave me a headache <laughs> um yeah. so 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 it's like really cartoony um and uh the whole town is there. They ambush him in the dumbest fight scene in history ensues. Drug powder is strewn all over the floor. So, you know. Like, multiple yeah. kilos of cocaine. Yeah, all over. Mm-hmm. I think the people would have got high from it, you know. Um, oh, totally. Um, Sh- Sharifa shoves firecracks down McCroy's pants, basically, like, probably, you know, blowing up his penis. And, um. Well, apparently he doesn't have one, according because according to the sexually assaulting cop. Oh, yeah. Uh. Blowing up where his penis should have been. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and so then we've got this big, um, she, okay, um, so M- McCroy, uh, not McCroy, um, uh, McCroy's back at the place, but, uh, Bernard and, uh, Schultz take Sharifa hostage. Why? Why? Like, yeah, there was no reason for them, they didn't need a hostage. No. They could have just got away. Yep. And, um, because... <laughs> The only reason you need a hostage is if you have some reason to negotiate. There was nothing that they needed. Well, to what negotiate. is it to negotiate? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They could have just got away, and yeah. it doesn't make any sense. You know, no. it's just like, oh, I saw that somebody took a hostage in a movie once, so I gotta have somebody take a hostage. Yeah, my that's movie. what it was. They thought yeah. it was cool, and whatever. Yeah, and so the there, then there's like this the world's like slowest boat chase scene. It's like the worst boat chase scene since Speed Two, which probably came out mm-hmm. after this. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it did. But, but I mean, it's the worst one I've seen since Speed Two, and um, it's it's just like they're they're all in like these big boats chasing down, and then they they end up saving uh Sharifa, and uh, yeah, um, I don't know, it was just so fucking stupid. And then what happens here at the end? Um, so and the reason why they're in in the rowboats is that there has happened to be a rowboat team, or people just doing rowboating. So they all got into the rowboats, and then they end up surrounding um, Bernard and his whatever dinghy, whatever you call it, and they start doing this chanting thing. And I guess the whole point is to distract Bernard so that um, Mickey can do like a. That's the other thing too. Before that, he's like, "Come on, we got to get my girl, my girl." Okay, so. Both of you have weird attachment issues. Paniolo thinks that he found a new best friend because he's known for three hours. You think you've got the love of your life that you've known for three hours that you're willing to risk your life over. What What's going on like with these people? Anyway, so um, Mickey does a sneak attack. He punches them, steals his gun or whatever, knocks him into the water. And then, <clears throat> well, not then. So we do have a resolution. They, Mickey shows up to the bar. Um, Han's already put a sign up, even though the bar's really not meant for anything yet. And then Mickey's like, hey, okay, I'm going back to Boston now. Nice knowing you guys. Which is weird, because if Sharifa is, quote, his girl, why is he then suddenly leaving her? Yeah, it makes no sense. I can understand leaving Pond because apparently you don't think he's your friend, whatever. If they, if they would have but... explained more why he had to leave the fucking island if his if, if his uh, windsurfing thing didn't take off, I don't get it. It's like, I don't know. 
especially since he's an international investor who probably has millions of dollars at his disposal. They, but whatever. They, they, at the same time, they overwrote and underwrote this movie. It's like <laughs> exactly because why does he need the money to sell the business? Because he's like, oh man, this is fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars for an international investor is nothing. That's like that's nothing. Like whatever. And then so then you know he decides he rips off his his plane ticket. He comes back in the bar. He's like, oh, he's going to stay. Awesome. Let's have a party. You know, he's like, hey, you know, because Ponyol is an idiot. And he's like, hey, man, here's here's the money to pay for property taxes. He's like, property taxes. It's like, you fucking idiots. Like, you don't know nothing about having a business. Like, and then, um, and then, so then we get this, my, my guess is this might have been shot for a completely different movie. And then they just put it in here. And there's a completely random traditional Hawaiian dance and like drum song is performed at night, it seems like. And then it goes on for like a good two minutes. And then it freeze frames on a random dude who's playing the drums. And he's the last person you see in the entire movie. Yep. No, someone who's not been in this movie until that very shot. And that's how you're going to end the movie. It's just some, like, not, let, let's not do a freeze frame on one of the characters, like one of the main leads. Not even, like, a bit character, like, you know, the, the guy from the beginning, the drug lord. No, just random drummer dude. And then he, that's, and then, and then that's it. And then they go into some she, shitty R&B. Well, I shouldn't say shitty. See, my, my theory, my theory is that guy that they did the freeze frame on. This whole movie was just inside of his head. And, yeah, um, okay, and, that's a good and, one. And, yeah. and right before this, he was hit on the head with like a like like some kind of drum or something, and so that's why the movie sucks so bad. It could be, or maybe an oar from the boat. Maybe yeah, that's, why that, the that's it. Yeah, yeah, it was oar from the bow, and then that's why he was hallucinating about the 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 the, the you know the um the plan the robot. Oh, and, and yeah, and another stray observation from earlier too that I totally forgot way earlier in the movie. Mickey's license plate, it's a vanity plate that just says Maui. I don't think they'd allow you to get that in the city of Maui, just the plate that says Maui. Yeah. And and so, yeah, the movie ends with this shitty R&B song. The credits go by real fast and then that's the end of the movie. Um so the end, thank fucking god. Uh, can I read some of your just go some of your notes just read them just like sure. just to read go them. Ahead. all right i'll read like half and you can read like the other half all right <clears throat> so first one is who the hell are the people at the beginning of the film good observation um theme song towards the beginning wants to be a bob marley song so bad yeah we mentioned that the acting is horrible true it tries too hard to be funny true the quote hot guy mickey seems to make all of the women stupid he isn't even that hot. That's true. Um, the whole he is gay thing is weird. Yeah. Pretty sure grabbing the guy by his genitals is police brutality. It is. I like Mickey's car. Me too. <laughs> In the hospital, they are standing right next to the elevator and Mickey X surprised to see it. Yes. That's, you know, okay. You smell like dead fish, bro. Very funny. <laughs> Mickey was able to get the vanity plate. Yeah, he said that. said money. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of the audio was redubbed. That's the other... Yeah, okay. That's a good... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good observation. I, 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 I felt something was off. Like, I couldn't really figure out what it was. Yeah. Um, two main guys are acting like they're in two different movies. Yeah. Literal fart humor. Oh, my God. The guy cop is an idiot. Paul McCroy. If you can't find him, kill him. Uh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, that's and then you can read yeah. here if you uh, want to read okay. the rest. Of the I'll read something. 
I, I, okay. Some of the stuff I already talked about. Um, you know, we, yeah, said, yeah, we said earlier that you know Mickey says every line like he's having an anxiety attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, yeah, pretty sh- sure tickling and trying to seduce Mickey isn't a proper interrogation method. Um, yeah. yeah the the trying to see if there's anything else I missed here. I think we said most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I got most of them except for one thing. I said. Um. The film overall is like some someone put a bad Looney Tunes cartoon and rejects from a Magnum PI episode into a blender <laughs> with cocaine and then this came out. Yeah, that's a good yes. that's a good analogy. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so thank fucking God. Um it's, we did it. It's over. Yes. <laughs> so what's funny is that I wrote these notes in chronicle, chronological order and a pretty express purpose that um, our podcast wouldn't be as long. And I think it's as long or longer. But at least at least they're in chronological. At least we're not jumping around from. Yeah. You we're, know, we're so. good. We're, you know. Well, we'll be good. Um. Anyway, so any final thoughts here on this uh, masterpiece? I would say watch it late at night. Um. Maybe if you've had a few drinks on like a Friday night and you came home, you got yourself some Taco Bell and you're you're munching on your Taco Bell and you want to put something on that's just really stupid, so um, you can um make fun of it. Or feel like you just laugh at it because it's stupid. That's I, I would recommend doing that. I say watch it and write a thesis paper on it. And um, I plan on. I, I want to learn more about. The <laughs> I think I'm gonna do. A, that's, I think that's gonna be one of my next projects. Is actually do a deep dive. Try to contact people who are involved in this and get as much information as possible about how this movie was made. And then maybe we could do a podcast talking about the creation of this movie. <laughs> like. And, and if anybody that was involved in the making of this movie happens to be listening, no offense to any of you, but um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you know how bad the movie was. And yeah, if you, it, but but if you would like to, you know, defend yourself or just talk about the movie and come on our <laughs> podcast, I'd be more than happy to interview you. Be sure, uh, folks, if you're still with us, to uh, listen to, <laughs> to to listen to all of our previous episodes. Go to all2real2.com to find links to it. You can find us anywhere that you find podcasts. We've got a Patreon. We've got a Tee Public. Those are good ways to support us. Also, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you can review a podcast. Share our show on social media. Check out our social media. And um, yeah, just just remember one thing, that uh, that Mr. P loves you. Um, Schultz farts a lot. Um, I love you. And Sesame loves you. Yep. And until next time, aloha. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. 